expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio, Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week, I have a special guest, and we have interviews. Again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday.
Good morning. Craig here, Rainbow Radio. How are we doing in, in Laguna Beach? Bright and sunny. I'm back uh, like a bad penny, huh? <laughs> uh, it's uh, the weather, as I always like to do first thing in the morning. And that would be our uh, 62 degrees today, partly cloudy, high, well, high 62. Winds uh, at 10 to 15 miles per hour and the humidity at 70 degrees, 70%, excuse me. Oh, let's see, what's happening during the week? And, uh, well, it's an, well, it's, I guess it's just typical what we would expect. 63, 62, 62, 65, 70. Partly cloudy all week. It's just kind of boring. <laughs> it's the same old stuff. Well, I mean, what should what 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 do we want? I mean, really, okay. So it that's the weather. If that's all you need to know, you can you can tune away now. But <laughs> I beg you not. <laughs> anyway, it has been a busy week here at uh, in the news at KXFM uh, and all the the LGBTQ goings on out there in the world. If you tuned in last week, I had a fantastic guest, Tom Christ, and uh, we talked about uh, the Red Shirt Day, which is uh, a good thing. And if you missed that, I encourage you to go to Rainbow Dash Radio, and it is there on a podcast. You can uh, find it there. You can go to the, the radio station, KXFM 104.7, here in Laguna Beach. And uh, all the podcasts for the program, I have 152 of them, I think. That's a lot of programs, but I've been here a while. <laughs> they can't seem to get rid of me. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's uh, been a, a busy week, and I have lots of... I'm here solo today, but not for long because I have another guest coming next week. Why don't I talk about her? She's an author, Marissa Alma Nick, and she just released a new, she's releasing a new novel called Rebel in Venus. How about that? Rebel in Venus. Um, so she's here to, she's going to be here next week to talk about her new novel and explain to us what it's all about. Uh, it here's a little snippet that says what it's about. Rebel in Venus is a powerful and honest story of redemption in an intimate portrait of friendship. The impact of uh, trauma, the power of uh, our first love, oh yes, and the forgettable, unforgettable experience of our first love lost. I think everyone has a first love. Sometimes I think, well, sometimes it's, it's infatuation and you think it's love. Later on you realize it was... But then there's also first love. So so she will be here next uh, Saturday. And we'll ask her all important questions, how she started writing books and what the rebel in Venus is all about and how it, uh, you know, how long has she been doing this? All the usual questions, you know. I, I like to get my guests all up and excited and make them cry and everything, you know. So that's a, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I hope you all had a good week. It's a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach. Like I said, it's going to be, it's uh, it's a bit cloudy, but uh, the clouds, uh, as we know, kind of burn off during the day. Lately, they have been. Sometimes they don't, but I, so there's no guarantees. Um, we have, uh, I got to announce that Laguna Beach Pride has um, solidified their location 
for I Am What I Am event. And if you're not familiar with what it is, it's our annual charity fundraiser. But more than that, it's a statement about being who we are, who people, and that doesn't mean if you're gay or you're straight, it means whoever you are, if you're gay or straight or, or, uh, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever body shape you are, (laughs) it covers it all. (laughs) And it's, uh, so it's a celebration of diversity and, uh, it is a drag show, uh, a cabaret. Let's just say it's a cabaret entertainment comedy program with drag. That's what we'll say. And there, and it goes on for four hours on a Saturday night in Pride Month. As proclaimed by the city of Laguna Beach a few years ago by our blessed for, uh, past mayor, Tony Eisman. Bless her heart. And uh, got read before city council and forever... In a day and ever, <clears throat> June is uh, LGBTQ Heritage and Culture Recognition Month for Laguna Beach City. It's on the record. It's it's proclaimed. It's a done deal. And so during that month, which is also National Pride Month, uh, June, if you didn't weren't aware of that, uh, it's uh, it's the uh, Lots going on during that month because it is Pride. but So it is June 17th. It is a Saturday evening. And we'd love to have everyone there. I would love to get... Uh, what we want to do as part of the program, and I, this is crazy, but we would love to give $1,000. That is, Laguna Beach Pride would give $1,000 to the participant's favorite charity. They can pick the charity. Um, That's what we're thinking, but maybe we'll have a charity in mind. I'm not sure. But anyway, if they will do a makeover. So at the beginning of the evening, this person (laughs) would be transformed into a, uh, given a drag name and transformed into a, a, well, an entertainer of the female uh, persuasion for, for just for fun and for charity. And I think it would be, it would be great. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. I think of some like it hot and Tony Curtis and Bob Hope. Was that who it was? I think. And uh, when they were, uh, you know, doing some like it hot they had to pretend to be girls to get in uh, to do something which was totally ridiculous but <laughs> a lot of good laughs so the preface of the uh of the program is that it's about laughs and comedy and we got to laugh at ourselves and enjoy enjoy the diversity have a good time relax uh, uh like a cabaret you know Life is not nice in here. It's wonderful. Uh, It's beautiful. Uh, As Joel Gray said in Cabaret, life is beautiful. The girls are beautiful. The orchestra is beautiful. Yeah, that's part of the line. So anyway, that is the 17th. Tickets are on sale. If you get them early, uh, uh, they're only $25, $35 at the door. So um, so you can go online right now at uh, LagunaBeachPride.com. And there they are. How about that? So, uh, 
yeah that's uh, what's the that's the big thing that we've been planning and working on and it's it's a little more than a month away today is what the uh the sixth <clears throat> the event is on the 17th so of june and uh this is may so next month is pride month you know a lot goes on <laughs> during that month and it's a kickoff of summer it's crazy and uh yeah it's all it's all crazy so we're we're looking forward to that you'll watch the media there'll be lots of brouhaha and stuff coming up about it something else i could mention is that there's another uh non-profit in laguna that is about cats and dogs and uh it's called <laughs> it's it's uh, come join on the pet parade and chili cook-off and I, I can't think of what would be more fun than cats and dogs and chili <laughs> A pet parade. How about that? Laguna Beach Animal Shelter and the Bluebell Foundation for Cats and Laguna Real Estate Charitable Assistance Fund are all working together for June, which is the weekend. This is the Saturday after <laughs> Laguna Beach Pride. So you got two weekends in June already committed, folks. You better write it in on your calendar. And it's from 11 uh, a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's four hours, and it's uh, what? How, how many hours do you need to consume uh, some chili? And it's at the neighborhood congreg congregational church, the same location as Laguna Pride. Uh, ours, Laguna Pride's event will be in the Bridge Hall, which is a wonderful uh, space. If you haven't been there, it's got a lovely stage, and which is great for entertaining. To have a nice stage and. We'll have some theater lightings, lighting and, and great sound system. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun, uh, as professional as we can get it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, the pet parade and chili cook-off is, um, is at the same location. And um, ours, uh, what, are, what else can I say about it? it the, the charity goes, again, for the animal shelter and uh, for dogs and cats and um that's it if you want to know more you can go to uh their website which is uh lre-caf don't ask i don't know <laughs> it's uh, lre-caf.com and uh that again pet parade so you can just show up write it down right now and just show on june 24th bring your pet and expect to eat some chili Huh? How about that? So that's the that's the big announcement so far this week. Uh, what's going on? I'm going to play a song that um, is all about what uh, this event coming up is for Laguna Beach Pride. So hold on to your hats here. judge each other. It's one life and there's no return and no deposit. One life. So make sure you like what's in your closet.
that should that should get you charged up for uh, our <laughs> charity event on the seventeenth. I am what I am. I make no excuses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what can I say about that? We're um, I'm going to jump through a hoop. Uh, hoop. I'm going to jump through a lot of things this morning uh, rapidly. I hope uh, movies. I found that there are some new movies in this year yet that are LGBTQ oriented. That I just there was four that are available now. Uh, some you have to pay for, but they're not, and they're not in theaters. Um, uh, either you, either uh, Amazon or Netflix or any of the main major streaming ones. Some of them are free. One or two of them are free. But number one, I, I, it's got subtitles, but it's well worth. It. It's called Nor- Norwegian Dream. Uh, and so if you haven't seen that, you want to mark this down. Norwegian dream is number one, 19 year old teenager, Robert, an immigrant and is in a fishing village in Norway and, uh, he meets Ivar and, uh, it's at a time when, um, I, I suppose you could draw a parallel with the soccer teams where uh, LGBTQ participants aren't not exactly welcome at the get go, but that has changed. So this is, uh, in a fishing the fishing industry in norway which is the setting but it is beautifully done in norway if you haven't been there or haven't seen i've not been there but if you haven't seen it is beautiful a beautiful country and um yeah so that's norwegian dream and then number two is chrissy judy uh it's in black and white but it is a new one but it's a uh, culture queer culture comedy as they call it dark comedy uh plot uh so uh, it looked really good um uh, sometimes you want a little humor sometimes dark humor is okay so yeah chrissy judy that's number two number three is summoning sylvia and this one is kind of a romp it's kind of crazy it's on amazon prime summoning sylvia and it's a group of uh, uh lgbtq people of all persuasions and colors and they're getting together kind of seance style to with their their seance leader and it's like it is just a comedy and it's and it's just fun you want something light entertaining entertaining comedy summoning sylvia is the way to go and the number four is a documentary and it's a documentary on little richard and if we all know little richard uh who was first kind of out then he wasn't then he was religious then he was kind of out and but anyway it's a documentary very well done documentary little richard i am ev i don't not sure what ev means but that's what it says that's the title little richard and uh, so they're all new this year actually in 2023 which is it's nice to have new movies to watch lgbtq oriented yeah moving right along i also asked uh Karnak, the computer you know if you've been listening the last couple of weeks he's a uh, their regular guest I, I call up Karnak and say hey Karnak, tell me what tell me this i'm going to ask a question so i because pride month's coming up this is a question i ask what are the 10 best ways to celebrate lgbtq pride month i don't think that's a good question i think yeah Number one, attend a pride parade. Well, go figure. Or festival. That would be, uh, well, we don't have our pride or festival during uh, June. But we do have an event, so you can attend that. That is, I am what I am. 
I make no excuses. Oh, excuse me. A little too early in the morning for that. Anyway, attend a pride parade and festivals. Take They take place in many cities around the world during June, which is LGBTQ Pride Month in many countries. These events are an excellent way to celebrate the community's diversity and history. Number two, volunteer. Yes, you can volunteer for our events. We need volunteers for the one on the 17th. Go to Laguna Beach Pride. Uh, Many LGBT organizations rely on volunteers to help with events and programs throughout the year. We do. Volunteering is a great way to give back to the community and connect with other LGBTQ plus people. Number three, advocate for LGBTQ rights. There are many ways to advocate, such as connecting elected officials, uh, contacting, well, maybe connecting them to attending rallies and protests or writing letters to the editor of your local newspaper. There you go. Or read Craig Craig's, <laughs> Craig Cooley's uh, Rainbow Reflections on in Stu News. How about that? Donate to LGBTQ charities. Many charities support the community, including organizations that focus on healthcare, education, advocacy. Donating money is good. It's always good way to support these causes. Number five: Attend LGBTQ Arts and Culture. Talk contact uh, Bill Atkins on that one. <laughs> he seems to be in the know on that. Many LGBTQ artists and cultural organizations host events during Pride Month, which, such as film screenings, poetry readings, and art exhibits. So check in with Bill. Uh, you can Google him. He's the one who put the whale of the tail, the tail of the whale on the California license plates right here from our own fair city, Laguna Beach. Number six, support LGBTQ businesses. Many LGBTQ entrepreneurs and businesses that cater to the community, such as restaurants, bookstores, and clothing stores. Supporting these businesses is a way to show solidarity in the, with the community and help small businesses thrive. Number seven, educate yourself. <laughs> That's always a good one. <laughs> now, I'd rather be ignorant and happy. Uh, <laughs> no, that isn't necessarily true. LGBTQ plus history issues. Understanding the history and the challenges faced by LGBTQ community is an essential step to being an ally. Reading books, watching documentaries, and attending lectures can all help you deepen your understanding. Number eight, attend LGBTQ religious services. Did you know that there is a gay Christians organization here in Laguna Beach? Yep. Uh, headed by one of my recent radio guests. Yeah. So check that out and on Facebook. Many religious institutions have LGBTQ inclusive services during Pride Month, providing and welcoming space, a welcoming space for uh, everyone and their allies. Number nine, this would be fun, host a Pride-themed party or event. Hosting a party or event with friends and family is a fun way to celebrate Pride Month. That would be fun. Hmm, a pool party. How about that? <laughs> you can decorate. Oh, everyone loves to decorate with rainbow flags, play LGBTQ plus music, serve rainbow-colored food and drinks. How novel. And number 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> Show support on social media. Mm, go to Laguna Beach Pride. Tell them how much you appreciate them. No. <laughs> That's a shameless plug, isn't it? <laughs> Show uh, sharing messages in support of LGBTQ community on social media is a way to amplify voices and raise awareness. You can use hashtags. Well, no kidding. Like, Hashtag Pride Month or Love is Love or join and join the conversation. So that is Karnak's uh, 
input on the 10 good things you can do during June, Pride Month. I say, I say, but one of the number one sh- thing should be is come join uh, the community on the 17th at Bridge Hall for I am what I am. <laughs> I make no excuses. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's, that's all good. Now, something I haven't done for a while. I'm going to, I'm going to zip right through it on this day in history this week. Let's not uh, dilly-dally too long. There's a lot of on there. Okay. And then, oh, then I do have a lot of... Oh, let me... Wait, wait. Let me see. I think it's some really good news here. I want to talk about this. Now, how many of you have uh, maybe traveled up the coast to San Francisco because it's a nice drive, and you may have stopped off in what they call the Dutch capital, uh, Solvang. Yep. There's about 6,000 people live in Solvang, and it's fashioned after a Danish, it's all Danish. Everything's Danish. It's really, um, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like, I guess, it's kind of like a Disney, uh, you got City Hall and Disney or Town Square, whatever. It's This is about the same thing, but it's about, uh, they call it the Danish capital. So lately... There's been a lot of brouhaha in uh, Solvang. Go figure. The hotbed of hotbed of controversy in Solvang. Um, a little tourist town in Santa Ynez uh, Valley is best known for its Danish windmills. Uh, Ableskivers. I'm not sure what that is. Something to do. I'm sorry, folks. And Viking themed to check another word I'm not familiar with. I should have read this first. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Uh, In the self described Danish capital of America, friendliness is part of the brand, with Solvang so outwardly idyllic, and it's. It is with the setting for the Saccharin Lifetime TV movie, A Very Charming Christmas Town. So it has quite a history. As one city councilman declared, it is the friendliest, uh, goddamn, that's what it says, town I've ever seen, been in. Yeah, okay. Uh, But lately, if you're queer, something smells rotten in the wannabe outpost of Denmark. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, for several months, uh, the town folk in rural Solvang, population 6,000, I said it was 5, 6,000, have been waging an ugly battle over just how visible its LGBTQ community should be. The city council shot down a proposal proposal to hang pride-themed banners downtown, and both cities and supporters now say they've received death threats. Isn't that lovely? Want to put the rainbow somewhere? And it's considered, I mean, they want to classify it like the swastika, you know, the German swastika. Um, hmm. Anyway, the husbands who proposed the banners were harassed online, called groomers and pedophiles. Lovely. People posted uh, the names and photos of their four young children. Nah, please. The spring, this spring, pro- 
Protesters filed charges against the two young men for stealing the pride flag uh, from a church uh, a few miles outside of town and burning it. Then high schoolers walked out of class in protest after school administrators ordered rainbow-colored crosswalks to be painted over. Wow. So the school, which is high schoolers, which are youngsters, support it. But it seems it's not supposed. <laughs> and the councilman who claims Solvang's friendliness, this Robert Clark, made some of the most hated and unfriendly comments of all. Huh. In how public text messages, he called the critics Chardonnay Antifa and wrote that for every, for every but hurt person who spoke out of city council meeting, there would be a $10 donation to Gays Against Groomers as a far-right group that protests drag queens' story events. Uh, got so ugly in this land of Scandinavian pancakes and sausages that the mayor of Copenhagen, the actual mayor of Copenhagen, admonished the U.S. town for its bragging about its Danish heritage while snubbing its LGBTQ community. So it's got international <laughs> response. So the the... The mayor of the real Copenhagen, and apparently, you know, Solvang is the non-real one, <laughs> spoke up. And good on that mayor. I just The uproar in Solvang comes at a time when LGBTQ rights are at the center stage of U.S. culture, where they sure are. Anyway, who would have thought in Solvang it would be such a hotbed of controversy? Uh it goes on and on. It talks about all this other stuff that's going on in the uh, across the nation, and um, so I don't know if they're going to get it resolved. Uh, there's um, apparently their city councilman is infuriated by the uh, comments that are being made against him and. Solvang just doesn't want that rainbow. I think it'd be fun every day to have a rainbow flag on every... You know, I have to say Laguna Beach. I love Laguna Beach, you know? We, uh... I, I said I wanted to festoon the city in rainbow flags a few years ago. Some people had to look up festoon, but it is to... Uh, festoon is to overly <laughs> adorn, I guess. Overly... Uh, put it out there in front of everyone, festoon the city with rainbow flags. And everyone has been pretty, very supportive. I, you know, we knock on doors and hand out flags and uh, pretty much uh, it's pretty uh, well accepted, you know, uh, especially during June month. I remember one year it was just like, I swear about every other business had a, a rainbow flag out. City Hall flies the rainbow flag for the month of June. Uh, uh, on the flagpole in front of City Hall, you know. Solvang, you could take a few lessons from Laguna Beach. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and maybe they need to reconsider who their city council is there. <laughs> that is the power of the vote, folks. And that's the only thing that's going to help that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And then, then we go along to Uganda where... Um, that awful bill I've been talking about, which uh, is before the the um, state legislature, it got passed. So they can incarcerate and uh, and kill uh, 
if you're gay and HIV and having sex, uh, you get the death penalty. They, they will allow the death penalty. Isn't that lovely? Mm-hmm. Uganda. A lot of people step forward on it, including our vice president and our president and a lot of other nations uh, step forward saying, you know, listen, don't do this. Uh, the United States, the European Union, the United Nations, and major corporations all said, please, this is not the right thing to do. But they did it anyway. So that's what they can do. I, it, you know, I had a comment about, well, okay, then <clears throat> I'm going to shout out to my friend Alex uh, in Chicago. Chicago in the news, positive, positive news here, is about to have the gayest city council in the country. Now, I, I don't know if they can, anyone can beat Palm Springs because I think everyone on the city council. But uh, I digress. <laughs> Let's give Chicago their due. The new city council will soon have Chicago's highest ever representation of lesbian, gay, and bisexual alder people or offering key opportunities to strengthen the city's reputation as a beacon for LGBTQ rights while protecting the most vulnerable members of the community, they said. The number of openly gay LGB identifying alder people in Chicago will grow from seven to nine, comprising one-fifth of the council when members are sworn in on May 15th. Which is coming right up. No openly transgender or non-binary binary alder persons have been elected in Chicago. That will probably change too. Yeah. So there you go. Good on Chicago. 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 That. Yeah. So uh, then in Hungary, which has been getting really a lot of notoriety lately from the European Union because of their anti-gay stance and their new president and or their new um, speaker of their legislation. But they have a new president, Katlin Novak. In a surprising move, this is good. This is good news in a, in a place that has historically been having bad news. How about that? In a surprising move, Hungarian President Caitlin, not to be confused with, it's actually this is Catlin, Catalin, K-A-T-A, I suppose that's Catalin, right? Novak rejected the new law that restricts the rights of homosexuals and transsexual people on April 21st. It marks the first time that Novak, a former minister who has been in office for just 11 months, objected to a law that is of great importance to the Prime Minister, Viktor Orban. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> Viktor. On April 11th, Parliament approved legislation with two-thirds majority that aimed to transpose an EU directive protecting whistleblowers, but a clause in the law stipulates that citizens can anonymously report same-sex couples raising children together for breaching the constitutionally recognized role of marriage and family. Oh, yeah, so rat on them. Yeah, man. If you're uh, According to the Hungarian president, the legal text does not comply with EU directives. 
which are supposed to protect whistleblowers and institutions and companies. And the con controversial chapter does not strengthen, but rather weakens the protection of fundamental values. Novak wrote in a letter to Parliament. So she vetoed it. She said, nope, I'm not going to, or he, I, I'm not going to sign it. That's, that's, that's not for us. And, uh, whoa, I hope they'd, <laughs> that's gutsy things to do the right. Sometimes it's gutsy to do the right thing, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's the news. That's the news. I still haven't done it on this day in history. I'm kind of avoiding it. Yeah. So let's take a, uh, let's cleanse our palate and calm down here. We'll take a, a short music break and be right back. And I'll have on this day in history, history, history. Where did my mouse go? They keep hiding my mouse from me. There it is. Okay.
Oh, that's enough of that. <laughs> Dentists in the dark. I'm, oh. Sorry about that, folks. I, I have to put my music on pause, and I, I, I slipped up. How about that? Um, <laughs> imagine. Let's fix this real quick so I don't have to worry about it. There we go. All right. Uh, I had an observation, and I, I try to um, I try to offer something insightful every once in a while, and especially if it has kind of a positive spin on what's going on in our world. And so this uh, observation this week, not that I am the all no all see all definitive opinion maker, but. I think it's kind of a, a positive message, okay? Um, you know, since the beginning of time, when news travels, it usually was uh, written or vocalized, you know? And I think in the United States for up until probably, well, till, until the advent of a very powerful, powerful money machine called social media, News was uh, could be pretty well controlled by publications, and uh, those publications uh, gave you like you picked up the morning newspaper, you got news on everything. Uh, so you kind of looked at what you wanted to read, what you wanted to read, but they didn't know. It was kind of a guessing game as to what they put in the newspaper, what appealed to the market. And so not everything that was uh, might be important to the reader or, or a section of a segment of readers that don't often read the newspaper that would be important to him wasn't published. So along comes social media. That's kind of a complicated comment there, but along comes social media. And the, the things that we have now uh, with on-demand television, on-demand uh, news, and snippets of news or snippets of information or educational programs or instructions can all be found on the internet quickly, easily, uh, you know, thank YouTube. And you can kind of pick what you want to watch. So it's what it is monitored. And so they can monitor content. So what is happening? I think for the first time with more powerful clarity and there's some bad there's a bad side to it but there's a good side to it uh when people pick what they want to know about it's they then that's a vote for you know more more information uh and s say something that say there's some unscrupulous politics going on in some location or a business person that is um taking advantage of other businesses or something not that's not good. Or say there is a uh, manufacturer that's create, making a product that uh, is really good, but no one seems to know about it. Um, and it's, you know, maybe it's a product that's going to save the world. Who knows? That can be put out there on social media and the response can be immediate. Whereas in the past, the response was not immediate. Um, 
So th- what, where's the advantage, Craig? Well, you know, if, if something is going um, sour, it can, whether it's a newscast because a HOA is misbehaving or it's a newscast because a, an event happened with the police department or immediately it's known. And the, if, and if, uh, so to me, it, it puts, I think what we're experiencing now, we look at all the media and especially we, and we think, gosh, all these We've never had more corrupt politics. We've never had more corrupt this. No, no, maybe we've never had quite a bright light shown on it so intimately in the history of the United States as it is now. And we're appalled, you know? Uh, it's like <laughs> it's like you have the front closet in your house and you haven't cleaned it for years and suddenly you shine a light in there and you look in there and you go, Oh my gosh, I've been putting up with this. You know, it's a mess. That's, that's not probably the best example, but uh, maybe you don't go into the basement for years and then you realize it's a mess. I don't know. But anyway, it's shining a light, a bright light where a light perhaps hasn't been shown and it's, and it's immediate. And so maybe it's a cleansing time. It's an opportunity to look at, what needs attention and how we can fix it, what we can do, you know, to make it better. I was saying the other day, I, I, I find it irritating when someone can point out something that's wrong, but they never bring a solution. And in my, and to me, that just speaks, they'd rather have the problem to talk about than have the solution. Too often, I think in politics, that's the case. But when, when I was uh, on the corporate level, I, we were, I was very adamant it's someone uh, in my team, you know, I, I was director of marketing. They always had uh, 30 hotels. They would always have issues about this, that, or the other thing. And I said, if you've got an issue or problem, don't bring it to me without a solution or a recommendation for a solution. That's my expectation. Uh, it's, But I don't dismiss it's valuable to identify what the problem is and what's causing it before you can really develop a comprehensive solution. A case and example is immigration. You know, we've talked enough about all the problems, so let's stop. We've got all the information we need, I think. Let's come up with a comprehensive solution. Let's come up with this, and, and this doesn't have to be all-knowing, all-seeing, everything all at once, but a few baby steps would be nice, and, and uh some progression toward a common goal would be would be great but anyway so my message when you see too much news that you feel is like oh my gosh what about this what about that? well keep in mind that the light's never been shown so bright on so many things so quickly with such intimate uh examination as it is now and Everyone has a phone. Everyone is monitoring what's going on. Everyone can see what's going on. Everything can be shared very quickly. And I, I don't think, while some, that can be also a negative thing, I think there is a big positive part of it too. That's an opportunity to look at ourselves and think about maybe how we can make things better. And um, that's important. I mean, uh, and again, when you see something that, especially if, if you, someone says, oh, I don't like this and they're not doing that, you know, just 
don't without it without being irritated or aggravated just say well do you have a solution do you have an idea what do you think would work and sometimes the conversation just ends right there you know they well i don't know but it's just not right you know well you know come up with something better you know and um think about it and uh, sometimes the better answer is a hard one uh to swallow for a lot of reasons and sometimes it's not talked about no one wants to bring it up because it's the hard one to swallow but it is the better answer that's my two cents that's my opinion for today and i think it's a positive one i think it, it we it, and it suggests that maybe we shouldn't have a lot of angst about all the things we see and we find ob objectionable, objectionable. Um, when it comes to minority treatment, when it comes to all the things that uh, we see out there that, you know, we may not uh, agree with, at least there are being some lights being shined on them and there's an opportunity. And, uh, you know, the negative side of that is some of that light is used in the wrong way and propagandized, but... I think ultimately those propaganda lies and the, the untruths fall to the side, uh, the brighter and more intense the light becomes. So that's my two, that's my, that's Cooley's <laughs> bright shining light for today. So don't fret over. And if all else fails and you get, you're overloaded on too much social media, I found myself, I just have to go, okay, I'm done with that. I'm going for a walk. <laughs> I'm going to the beach. I'm going to listen to the ocean. Uh, there is there is a video, speaking of, if you want to relax, that's called The Fisherman. And he goes out on the Pacific Ocean. Beautiful day. He catches a fish he, by himself. <coughs> Excuse me. And he prepares a meal on the rocks on the coast somewhere in California and explains what he's putting in the meal, the food, the fish, how he fillets the fish and the seasonings and everything. And it's so relaxing. And the ocean is so beautiful. It's just like, uh, and I don't know, it's it's so at, at uh, peace with the world. It, it's just very reassuring. So that's a good that's a good way to, to uh, enjoy things as well. But anyway, that's my message. And I think it's a good one. I just have five minutes left, and so I don't know that that is enough for um, on this week, on this day in history. I've been talking about it all along. Uh, but I do, I did uh, have some other news that probably would be more interesting than that. Uh, there's, uh, well, that's, yeah, that's a good, let me... Um, Here's some good news in Nepal, uh, it, which is in Asia. In Nepal, the Supreme Court delivers historic ruling in favor of same-sex marriage. How about that? And some less and less. Uh, okay, and <laughs> the Supreme Court in India, same-sex marriage case tests the judges. So they're, you know, if you're followed colonialism. <laughs> excuse me i something got in my throat there i don't know what it was <laughs> anyway <laughs> colonialism uh, proliferated the world uh under uh british uh i don't know re far-reaching british rule 
any, anyway, uh, India uh, is the subject of that. And, and fairly recently, they decriminalized homosexuality. And there's, you know, I've, I've said many times on the show when, when a country like that has, there's many generations that have lived with it a certain way. It doesn't change overnight. You know, it's kind of burnt into the culture, so to speak. But so there's been a lot of controversy about it changing. And, and that's, I think it's been going on a couple of years now since uh, it's been decriminalized now. They want same-sex marriage, and it looks like it's going to happen in India. And I'm thinking, yay! <laughs> so, and India now, I think, it population in India out, uh, is greater than China now. I I read that the other day, uh, not by much, but you wouldn't. Who would have thunk? But anyway, there there's a big push for equal marriage rights in India, and I I wish them the best. I hope it happens. Yeah. Uh, some other good news in Peoria. <laughs> uh, that's in Arizona, Peoria. Peoria School Board uh, votes to allow transgender students to use their preferred bathroom. In fact, they have a sign in the hall that says, We don't police gender here. Please use whatever restroom you feel com most comfortable in. How about that? I mean, there are probably some idiots that want to take advantage of it, and, and they'll be... Uh, that'll be addressed, but I mean, what a way to disarm the controversy. I just, I love it. <laughs> and then everyone's been talking about Budweiser, you know, uh, did you know their, their stock has, has jumped up more, a lot more than they were expecting. Uh, at the same time, sales dropped for their Budweiser, for Budweiser beer. Uh, they don't, they won't say how much, and uh but they will so what is the controversy behind the backlash against bud lights transgender influencer well there's an influencer here's social media folks influencers can have a lot of effect <laughs> some conservative uh commentators and celebrities began calling for a boycott of bud light after the beer was featured in a social media promotion by transgender influencer dylan mulvaney on April 1, April Fool's Day, after Bud Light sales slumped and the, uh, the brand found itself uh, thrust into the nation's culture wars, <sighs> Anheuser-Busch, the beer's brewer, announced on Tuesday that two of its executives were taking leave of absence. Ms. Mulvaney is popular on TikTok where she has more than 10.8 million followers and in her, her transition online. The controversy began on April 1 when she posted a video on her Instagram account where she has 1.8 million followers to promote the Bud Light. So anyway, they're surviving. Oh, and it's, gosh, it's the bewitching hour. Anyway, thanks for tuning in on KXFM 104.7. And Craig and Rainbow Ray, don't forget, next week I have a guest with a book she's releasing. And I, so you don't have to listen to me for the whole hour. You'll have to listen to me interrogate the guest. As we we and, love listening to you every oh, minute. Oh, thank of you, Ida. Oh, <laughs> We're one happy family here at the KXFM. And uh, go out and carpe diem. Enjoy the day. and uh, but, but take Ida Mae with you because she's got a lot to say. She, I know she's, she's got a lot of stuff in the hopper for you. And with that, I'm out of here. And thank you for being so nice to uh, Swerve and Mervyn. 
my son. Oh, <laughs> that were, they were fun. Last week, her uh, family was here uh, uh, taking care of things for her. So we'll continue. I'll put a song on, and then you put your song on, and we'll be going here. Right, See you next week, folks. <laughs>